This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fees Dumpster Diving. That is, of course, Fred Solar sounding bored, listing off all the great things that he's been in, uh, except the OJ Thrill Seeker, because that uh, he's excited about that. And he's excited about this show. And so am I, Mike. How are you doing today? Not too bad. How about you? Good. Not too bad. Uh, we've had things happen and, you know, people talk and, <laughs> and that's the that's best op- that's the best opening we've had ever yeah uh today on dumpster diving mike we watched a film a netflix film uh starring adam sandler and all of adam sandler's friends <laughs> Yeah, pretty much anybody who's ever worked with Adam Sandler. Yeah, except Norm. Norm wasn't in it. Norm's not in it. Hubie Halloween, uh, just in time for the Halloween season. Mike, what did you think of uh, Hubert Halloween? As far as Halloween movies go, I'd say it's it's, uh, probably the worst one I've ever seen. (laughs) Critics are ranking anywhere from shit to fucking shit. I think that's a little generous. I mean, this is a, a terrible movie for so many different reasons. I don't know. See, this movie gave me this movie gave me a dilemma. I'm not sure which one of the twelve scenes where people throw things at Hubie was my favorite. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's there's so many things about this movie. So, I guess. I don't know. Start at the beginning. I don't even understand what the fuck is going on in this movie. Is he supposed to be mentally handicapped? I don't know. I mean, he's almost invoking the water boy because he has like another like French name and he does the same voice, I guess. Yeah. It's a, like a very, yeah, welcome to you know, I live in Salem, Massachusetts, but right. I'm going to talk like this. Right. His family goes back to the Salem witch trials, but he doesn't talk like people in Boston talk. He's not. He's not saying, "Well, from you know, Salem, like pal." His natural kind of. He, he's from New York. He kind of has like that sort of accent, you know. Yeah, exactly. We're from Salem, pal. He should have. Bill Burr should have been in this movie. Uh, he, instead of uh, SNL, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I don't understand the controversy over that, but. You know, not a, uh, to me, that's person. a that's a non-troversy. I guess we should have talked. That, that could have been a thing we talked about in the news segment of the other podcast. But yeah, I don't I don't get that either because he said that um, that gay people, you know, it was unfair that gay people got June, for their- which is like a really nice like you know season or of June, right. Yeah, it's a great month full of sun. It's 30 days long. All he was doing was juxtaposing it to the fact that black people get have to take February. A fucking and, and miserable like, month. He's like, who wants to march in February? I mean, he's not wrong. It's, uh, you know, it's a funny joke based on, you know, the inequality of things. I do like, how, too, how he was, like, um, saying... The premise isn't exactly fresh, but yeah. Yeah, but I like how he was saying to white women... Um, 
you know, sit down and t- take your talking to with 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 us. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that, that was also controversial. I've seen a few people say like, "Yeah, he's a hundred percent right," because you know it's like, "Well, you're also part of white culture, so mm-hmm. you at the very least you just kind of stood by." I mean, that's not universally true for any you know male or female of those damn whites, but you know, right? I mean, none of this stuff is is universally true on an individual level. I think everybody should know that, but I think his point of you know, as a collective, uh, as white people were brutalizing uh, people of color or gay people or, or whatever, like marginalized group over the thousands of years that white people have been doing that, that white women have been standing by like, uh, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll reap those benefits. Right. Yeah. And another uh, another um, thing that happened at SNL was um, and another reason to avoid talking about Hubie is um uh, are you aware that Jack White had like a guitar given to him by Edward Van Halen when he played uh, this week on SNL? Oh no, I country? I didn't know. That's 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 awesome though. He replaced some guy like a country guy I've never heard of before because that guy like had broke like COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said like uh, he's like yeah I won't even you know I won't even dare play any of his music because you know it's I mean Eddie Van Halen is Eddie Van Halen you know I mean, right? Have you ever heard anybody cover Eddie Van Halen song like oh that's better? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, Eddie Van Halen's like a virtuoso, you know, from like a very young age. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm shocked to, to read recently that he, he didn't actually ever formally know how to read and write music because I could have sworn he was like known for his compositions with his brother and the like classical music uh, classes and like uh, community college when he was younger. Yeah, I thought I, I would have thought that, too. I didn't uh, I wasn't aware of that either. I know that both uh, the brothers, you know, were you know, musical prodigies per se. And, and obviously I did a little bit more. I think more their so. father was also a musician uh, yeah. back in uh, uh, our favorite country in the world. Uh, the, Netherlands. the Netherlands. Yep. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, um, I mean, he was in, uh, as in spite of what Neil Young might've said, uh, and I'm not quoting, uh, you know, Sweet Home Alabama or anything, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, he was he was definitely, the, I mean, yeah, a lot of the stuff he inspired was, like, kind of shit, like, you know, music. Like, I'd say a lot of, like, glam music, which I kind of hate. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if I'd say glam, that's not a pro. It's hair metal, you know, it's, it's, you know, like, people trying to be Van Halen and failing, you know, pretty miserably. Yeah. Um, He's not the greatest guitarist of his generation. I mean, I'd say Steve Vai or Joe Satriani or Eric Johnson or, you know, numerous unknown blues and jazz musicians who I just don't happen to listen to are probably far more skilled technically. But I mean, right. he just took like this, like classical music influence and just like ripped openly. I mean, music like at that time was like, like what disco or some shit like kiss. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. And this guy comes out with eruption, which is almost like a classical, like, you know, solo. And he just fucking, you know, just like plays it. He never, he, he turns his back. So you can't see what he's playing. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, using innovative, like, you know, guitar techniques, like two hand tapping. Um, yeah, just like a genius musically, uh, it, which is weird because a lot of the songs, you know, are like really like heavy, like party anthem type things, as you are well aware of, you being a big fan of uh, David Lee Roth. Right. Yep. Just weird the way they would like meld like this, like crazy, like, I mean, I don't, I've played guitar for probably eh, almost 30 years at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could play one Van Halen song, at least not the hard part. Like I might play like the beginning of like, you really got me or something like that, but right. everything he does is so difficult and to him it was just always so easy it looked like yeah yeah definitely you know like you said i mean there are you know there are people technically better obviously not even just his generation but obviously through you know the course of 
uh, of many years. Uh, you know, Jack White himself, not obviously not part of the same generation, but also, you know, a talented uh, guitar player in his own right. Um, but yeah, like he, there, there's, he did stuff with a certain, like a lot of his gene, the ge- yeah, a lot of the genius of his music was kind of the way that he did stuff and the, the way that he approached stuff and the, the creativity of a lot of the stuff that he did. Um, and that even like the covers, like you really got me. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you would not recognize it as a kink song. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, like, uh, obviously a legend. Um, and despite the fact that I, I tend to take, uh, you know, David Lee Roth's side and the whole Van Halen split and everything. Um, I, I don't think that any of them ever reached the height of, you know, the greatness of, of what they did, uh, you know, like alone, like Van Halen wasn't as good without David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth wasn't as good without Van Halen. Um, if you talk about just the, you, you know, the sheer quality of their music, Van Halen one, Van Halen two, um, and probably, uh, you know, uh, diver down and, and, um, uh, fair warning. Fair warning. Yeah. Probably, you know, through that, um, I like 1984 and it's got some, some good stuff on it and everything. But I think that, that, that part of their, their discography or whatever is probably the, the height of, of their powers and the combination. Yeah, what's, what's interesting is I read that 1984 is never the number one album because thriller was out around the same time. Yeah. It was, it was like number two for like five weeks, but it, it could not, you know, yeah. even though Eddie Van Halen uh, does the guitar part mm-hmm. for beat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard some, I've heard some people claim that that was actually, he wrote it, but he just, he didn't actually, they just re-recorded it without him. But I, I don't, I doubt that's true, but I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's all over the place. Yeah, for sure. But uh but yeah, um you know, I think the blending of the Van Halen brothers and you know, their kind of like you said their classical style and their their upbringing, the kind of the approach that they took to music and then David Lee Roth's like, you know, fucking completely uninhibited party guy, you know, like vocals and everything. I think the blending of those two things for about a period of you know, five years or so was, you know, the best thing in music from the, the late seventies to the, the early part yeah. of the eighties. Do you think, uh, David Lee Roth is especially, uh, fond of the month of June? <laughs> um, what's by, what, what's by pride month? <laughs> is that, uh, I don't, I, know. I don't know. August. I think maybe that'd be his favorite. <laughs> Because we were talking about Van Halen when he, you know, died uh, last week at my work, and this lady who I work with was just over the top. Like she would like keep interrupting, talking about how gay Daily Ross was. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he's gay. He's very gay. Which I mean, I could see, I could see that. I mean, he, you know, he claimed he would give like you know backstage passes to the roadies to give the most attractive women. But I mean, is there any proof of that? I mean, he's never been married, as far as I know. Yeah, he 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 was a very flamboyant guy in a flamboyant era, you know, where he right the same people who like you know like are like oh I should have seen the signs with uh you know uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Mm. I mean, if you ever see something with him, definitely Rob. Right. Yeah. Um. But I, I you know that's I I don't know, but that's my my guess is that he's bisexual. That's my guess. Is that your guess or your hope? 
<laughs> well, at this point, he's at this point. I could probably get him. Wasn't <laughs> he like in like Japan, like studying swordsmithing and uh, acting as a paramedic at the same time? Yeah, I think so. He wants to be in the next in Kill Bill Volume Three or something. <laughs> That'll be a hard uh, right turn at the end if uh, if Bill is actually deeply wrong. Have <laughs> okay, you heard this guy? I think his name's Billy. Uh, I cannot remember his name. Billy Myra, maybe he's on the Howard Stern show. He does a Daily Roth impression. It's like the funniest fucking thing. Does he just go, whoa, baby? Uh, no, it's actually very nuanced, which is, which is hilarious. Like he calls like this uh, this place in like St. Louis trying to book himself. He's like, I got a good, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it justice, but he's like, you know, talking up like you would see, you could see Daily Roth making the exact same, you know, <laughs> phone call. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, I, uh, we gotta. I'm gonna get Steve Vai down here. We're gonna eat him and smile, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Steve Vai did work with uh, Dave Lee Roth, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was part of his his band for a little while. And if you're like someone like Steve Vai, it's like, why am I even in this fucking band? <laughs> Look how Les Claypool from uh, Primus like famously like auditioned for Metallica, but they, even they were like, he's way too good. Right. He's too good for what we do. We want to fight with uh, the MPAA for years. Yeah, he's he's a completely different level. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah. So speaking of a different level, uh, Hubie Halloween <laughs> is that a different level of Halloween movies? Yeah, I don't know. Do you mind if I? I don't know if we're allowed to. Do you mind if I play a little bit of this uh, impression? I think you'll really enjoy it. Yes. Do go ahead. Oh, good. It's a fucking commercial. <laughs> Vote early for President Trump. Did I tell you that I believe my uh, YouTube, I'm pretty sure thinks I'm a black guy from Philadelphia. Oh, that's good. I was going to add to the Wawa. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no fucking Wawa outside of Pennsylvania, right. I don't think. Maybe come, there's some in Florida. Come but down to the Wawa, get a, get a free water. And they get like these really very specific like ads for like, uh, Joe Biden, where it's like, we as African-Americans need to vote for Joe Biden. I'm like, I'm not an African-American. <laughs> Do you have a VPN or something like that? Or you just, maybe, no. maybe they, uh, there's a lot of rap, I think, on YouTube. Maybe that's, you hey. know, maybe because, you know, only black people listen to rap according to YouTube. Right. There you go. That's why. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But here we go. Promising you to play this phone call that I think is great. Can you hear that okay? Yeah. Right, so, um, uh, Billy uh, Mira calls uh, this black club. Tells me he's David Lee Roth. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> and uh, but the black, you know, the black guy, he's not up to date. He's not Lee. aware of David at all. <laughs> when I listen to this. I wonder if like has this has probably occurred a few times lately. Bad <laughs> round. Today's your lucky day. You know who this is? Uh huh. I'll give you two guesses. Uh huh. Give me here. I got a bad, got a bad. I'm half the teacher. Yeah, that 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 one didn't ring no bell. How about jump? I might as well jump. I don't have a clue. This is Diamond David Lee Roth calling you right now. David <laughs> Lee Roth. Diamond David Lee Roth right here. Well. <laughs> Doesn't he kind of sound like him? He does. It's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, it's Billy Byra. Check it out. He's he's pretty hilarious. But yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I like how he, I always like when like a comedian like is good at impressions. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, they can improvise and that kind of stuff. I'm like, you know, like a... Uh, What's his fucking name? Uh, Rich you know Little. 
Yeah, or I mean, I think he's just an impressionist. I don't know yeah. if he's much of a comedian. <laughs> he's not much of a comedian. Maybe he was in, in 1964, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, that you know, you, sometimes I feel sorry for, for guys like Rich Little because it's like, you know, yeah, how much traction you get with that Jimmy Stewart impression now, Rich? Right, but what do you think his uh, net worth is? Probably, I'd say he's probably worth eh, $15 million. What do you think? Um... I'm gonna look- think he was in Vegas forever. He was on, you know, he was kind of well known as like, you know, began some TV shows. DC Follies alone. Yeah, no kidding. Well, back when I back when I worked at the Tropicana Casino, uh, he he was one of the acts at the Tropicana, and that's on the Strip. You know, it's not like not one of the big new ones, but it's on the Strip. Let's see. Rich okay. Little's net worth is estimated to be five million dollars. Yeah, that's what I saw too. I, I thought it would be more just because he was like an old, you know, old school Hollywood. Well, maybe he spent a lot of money on it. Has he been divorced? That's that's a question too. Yeah, I mean, who would divorce Rich Little? Right. Exactly. I mean, when he could be like, uh, uh, tear down this wall. <laughs> hey, honey, you ever been uh, fucked by Mr. T? <laughs> I pity the fool. <laughs> well, Stop not- <laughs> it! <laughs> what other ones would he do that, that no one would he'd do? Dean Martin, right? Like, uh, oh, no, no. Come on now, now. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Little. Let's let's do his act for him. Um, I've still, the only place I've really ever seen him is on those Dean Martin roasts. Yeah. The best, the best joke ever. To me, from the, from the Dean Martin roasts, and I think you can see him on the commercials. You don't even have to get the roasts to uh, to actually see it. But they roasted Johnny Carson, and this is true too about his wife's. Um, Bob uh, Bob Newhart was doing it, and Bob Newhart's not a guy that like he. I think he even says like, "I'm not a guy that likes to make fun of people or anything." So I don't really like. It's not really my type of humor. I didn't do a lot of the roasts, but he was good friends with Johnny Carson, so he did Johnny Carson's, and he's like. Um, Johnny's first wife is uh, Joanne. Uh, his second wife was Joanna, and uh, his his current wife is named Joan. And then he kind of pauses. Everyone like contemplates this, and he goes, uh, "The man just won't go for new towels," <laughs> which is a funny line in 1975 or whatever. Yeah. Now Anthony Jeselnik would be like, uh, his, his fucking cock is, I don't know. <laughs> I farted on an abortion. <laughs> I did see Jeselnik's new stand-up, uh, finally, Fire in the Maternity Ward or something like that. I knew. it's. I think it's oh, like a year old at this point. Yeah, it's but, a bit old. I've, I've seen that before. I don't know what it's from. Um, But, yeah, it's fine. It's not nearly as good as his first special. I what I feel. Yeah, I mean, how many times can you say the exact same thing? That's the problem, too. It's like... It's like Norm says about like the angry comedians. It's like mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like if you paint yourself too well, I mean, look at Andrew Dice Clay. He was like this, like, you know, this character. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, no one wants to see anything. I mean, the, the people like the character. They're not like Andrew Silver. Right. Exactly. Andrew Clay, I think his name is. Right, exactly. Andrew Silver, I can't remember. And, you know, it's like with Jeselnik, it's like I could do his act. I mean, you know, like... I could write a, a show for him. Not that I would necessarily be as good of a joke writer as him, but I could I could hit all the beats. Like whatever his next special is going to be, I could hit all those beats. Uh, here's the part where you brag about yourself and are very arrogant to the crowd, like where you talk about how your life's so great. Here's the part where you talk about how 
you know, you say the stuff that nobody else has the balls to say. Now they're actually thinking, LOL, you're so dark. Here's an offensive joke. Here's a dark joke. Here's a joke about, uh, you know, kids getting killed. Here's a joke about dog abuse. You know, like, like, um, you know, like, like I said, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that I'm as talented as him or anything like that. He, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying I could write uh, jokes that are as funny as the jokes he writes, but I know every beat, whatever his next stand up special is going to hit is going to hit. And that's, I think, a problem for a comedian when I, mean, I enjoy it on like the roast. Mm-hmm. Not that I really have that often, but yeah, it's, it's like, eh. Yeah. When comedy uh, is so is so dependent on the element of surprise, when your beats are that predictable, then it's. Yeah, you know, it hurts you a lot. Sure. And a lot of a lot of comedians are into that now. Like we were, like we were talking about with Bill Burr. Like um you know, so a lot of his premises that he on that, you know, quote unquote controversial set on SNL, a lot of those premises were like, yeah, I I could probably write a set for you too, Bill. Yeah, that specific one uh the you know, the talking about like, you know, Black History Month. That's like a kid kid a chris rock joke from like 1999 that's like a kid rock song from 1998 right, right. <laughs> bow to bow to you shouldn't be february <laughs> uh but yeah hubie halloween uh <laughs> it's 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 I, I don't even know if they're trying at this point i mean have they been probably not it's, it gets by like a lot of nostalgia just to begin with. Uh, the woman, uh, Julie Bowen from Happy Gilmore, who mm-hmm. uh, is also the love interest in this, which is a common thing with them. Like, I know it's often like Drew Barrymore, hasn't like Julie, or what's her name? The the one from Friends. Julie Stiles. Jennifer Aniston. Oh. Has, hasn't Jennifer Aniston been in a couple of like his movies as like the love interest? Yeah, she has. But what about, uh, what's her, what's her name from uh, fucking E? Jules Asner? Yeah, Jules Asner needs to be in a... Uh, she needs to be in an Adam Sandler movie. Why is that? I don't know. Remember we were talking about Jules Asner before and she was like... She was married to some... Steven Soderbergh, isn't it? <laughs> is she? Soderbergh? Yeah, she's staying at home. She don't need to work anymore. She's got Soderbergh money. <laughs> but his... The, the mom, his mom, uh, you know... Uh, my mama. Yeah, I cannot remember where else I've seen her from. She Ooh, was on. She was in House. She was in an episode of House. Was she the one who was like really like aroused? She was the one where she wanted. Um, she was getting torn uh, because her her uh, partner, played by Peter Graves, uh, had Viagra, and she's like, "Just give him something not quite as." Uh, strong you know and he's like i'm writing yeah, you a, a lube prescription or whatever right right but yeah i kind of swear i've seen her in something else but maybe i'm wrong i'm sure she's been in other stuff yeah so hubie's like you know like you said he's getting shit thrown at him every five seconds um tim meadows is like i don't know everyone's like his enemy he doesn't really seem to have any friends it's the shittiest town that has ever existed <laughs> everyone in it is a complete asshole yeah. Um and yeah, I don't uh I don't understand. Um I don't understand anything about it. I don't understand. I don't understand. I know his real life wife and children are in this. They're like his uh that his I think they're his love interests, his kids is who his kids are. I could be wrong. Okay. 
and his wife is like a re- a reporter. I I legitimately don't know what's happening in this fucking movie. It's so bad. Oh, is that the one that was dressed up like uh, Harley Quinn? Uh, I think a few of them were, but yeah, I'm not really sure. Phillips. No, her, her last name was Phillips. I'm not sure. I remember that. That's like, that's like the only like attempt at like a, a joke. I think like ah, oh, every girl's dressed up as Harley Quinn. You know, that's like a two year old joke. But okay, that is interesting. There are they, besides that, there are no jokes in the movie. <laughs> There's funny stuff that happens, but there are no setup. There are no setup and payoff jokes in the I movie. Mean, at the same time, we have to remember that, you know, half of, like, uh, you know, Adam Sandler's, like, sketch ideas were failures, too. I mean, that's, like, a big, you know, chunk of this movie is, like, really, like, really confusing or just uninteresting, like, premises for jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Like, Steve Buscemi's in it, and he he's a werewolf, maybe? Or maybe he's not? He's, a, he's for sure an escaped, like, you know, lunatic. Right. As is Rob Schneider, because, you know, we need Rob Schneider in this movie. And Rob Schneider is very blonde for some reason. <laughs> Rob Schneider in his least uh, offensive role in maybe any Adam Sandler movie ever where he's just a escaped mental patient looking for Steve Buscemi. Yeah, because they were like uh, roommates because, you know, they have a lot of roommates in fucking mental decisions. Of course, especially when you're violent mental patients. Um, Steve Buscemi shows up as like the new neighbor at some at the beginning, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, don't look in here!" And you know, there's a, a hilarious joke with like a bunch of dog shit on the floor. Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> Quite fresh. Uh, the maybe the funniest joke was the fact that Shaquille O'Neal's in the movie, and he has a a little lady voice on the radio. Yeah, that also I I, I don't even, that doesn't make any. sense. Since it's not funny, what's why is it in there? I don't know. I don't know why that's funny. Some, I don't get it. There are some direct uh, callbacks to like you know his other movies. Like there's a family called the O'Doyles, mm-hmm. you know, which were in uh, Billy Madison. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, the same uh, woman Julie Bowen plays his wife as uh, she did. You know, not wife, but his love interest in uh, Happy Gilmore. Right. Um, Ben Stiller, also from Happy Gilmore, shows up briefly as the same character, I believe. Yes. Yeah, the same exact character. Which makes no sense. And does no. he die in the movie? I don't know. I I don't know either. I mean, I I I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel that this movie's below Ben Stiller. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he. I mean, it's no fucking Night at the Museum Six. Ju- Julie Bowen, for some reason, has been in love with him since first grade. Yeah, because you know he's so good at uh, you know everything. He's a night. He's the nicest guy she knows, but he's he's clearly has some kind of mental issue. I, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, he can't drive a car. You know, like she married um, the King of Queens at one point. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a police officer now with like some dumb beard. And that's funny, I guess. He looks like a Muppet, which he says at one point, And that's, yeah, that's funny. Right, that's right. Their kids are Adam Sandler. The two girls, the ones with like, the really long hair, are Adam Sandler's real life kids. That makes sense because they do look a lot like Adam Sandler. And if you look at, like, there's a woman in there who looks just like the kids. That's that's their mom slash his wife. Right. Well, good for her. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, the, I guess, a lot, so many of his movies, it's like, we're going to film this in Hawaii and my family's just going to get a, you know, a free vacation to Hawaii while I half-ass a movie role here. Um, at least I guess they just went east. I don't know where they fucking filmed this, but... He and his family got to hang out on set together for a while, so that's cool. Yeah, 
Um, when do you think the last time anybody told Adam Sandler no? Oh God, I don't know. Has anyone even looked in his eyes recently? Um, I mean, he does. He can't possibly have like uh, James Cameron money, right? Where it's like no, not not that much. But he's got like he's probably got over a hundred million dollars. I'm sure he produces most of these movies, and a large uh, group of people uh, watches every single one. God, holy fuck! His net worth is three hundred and forty million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's not a shock at all. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, poor fucking Rich Little's out there, uh, you know, pretending to do an uh, impression of a James Dean. <laughs> no, this is hey, uh, remember, I mean, this is James Dean on that fateful night. Uh, I don't need to look at corners. <laughs> that's just the entire joke. <laughs> oh, it's better than watching Hubie. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um... What? I mean, half of Rich Little's impressions aren't even like people who are recorded on audio at this point. You can just make up whatever you want. <laughs> that was one of my favorite jokes that I ever yeah, so to- your joke. Yep. that I ever told. Uh, someone uh, was like, I was like, I'm really good at impersonations, and I go, uh, I'm Franklin Pierce, 14th president of the United States, and I go, he sounded just like that. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, oh wow, okay, so James Cameron. Uh, has an estimated worth of between seven hundred million and one point nine billion dollars. Pretty big range. Yeah, it's pretty big range. But either way, uh, like double what uh, Adam Sandler's worth. Yeah, no one's looked either one of them in the eyes for the last fifteen years. No one's told Adam Sandler no, probably since uh, the Wedding Singer. I guess maybe that's the yeah. last one. Probably. He, yeah, and he doesn't care anymore, I don't think. And I guess uh, I was reading something, Tim Meadows, like he yells something weird every time, but he, instead of like, you know, yelling, he yells schnikey, which some people think is a reference to like, uh, you know, uh, Chris Farley saying holy schnikes, but he, there, there's nothing definitive. It's like one of the writers like, hey, say schnikey. And he's like, okay. Right. Why do why do people like Tim Meadows do this? Is it like it just money? Like, do they? I mean, are they uh, happy? Yeah, I like Tim Meadows a lot, but he, Tim Meadows isn't in a lot of stuff, though. You know, are they happy with this stuff? Well, he's on that that show, Schooled. He plays the principal on Schooled, the Goldbergs oh, okay. spinoff. Yeah, I've never seen that. So he's got, and he was on the Goldbergs before that. So he's, I mean, he's getting a. Well, de- that's good. I, I like him. He's very funny. He's getting a decent um, check, you would think, from. You know, the sitcom money is always good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't like, I don't understand. I They say, now here's the thing too. I think part of Hubie's character is supposed to be like, hey, you guys are, at, you guys that criticize Adam Sandler's movies are assholes. Because they talk, oh, yeah, for sure. Because they talk about how Hubie's the nicest guy in the world and Adam Sandler's supposed to be the nicest guy in the world too. But everyone criticizes everything he does because, you know, they're all just miserable fucks. Like, so we're miserable. Well, we, we know we're miserable fucks. But, right. but everyone that criticizes... Adam Sandler was one of the writers for this, too. Right. But everyone that criticizes Adam Sandler's movies are also miserable fucks because he's such a nice guy. So, I mean, maybe that's why people... Maybe that's why Julie Bowen and, and Tim Meadows and them, let, you know, go out for these movies because... You know, they're like, well, I'll hang out with Adam for a while, and I don't care that the movies suck. Adam's a friend of mine. I like him. He's nice, and I'll get a paycheck. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so I, I don't really understand what's going on in the movie. Like, 
I, I, I'm not even being funny. I mean, I really have no idea what's even happening here. So little happens in this movie. Like, there's a lot of stuff. This movie could go one of a thousand different ways, and it ends up going no ways. Right, I mean, ultimately, it turns out that his mother is uh, kidnapping these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to, I think, burn them to death because they've been mean to Hubie. It's oh, the- also, Michael Chiklis is wasted. In the- there's a lot of people wasted in this movie. Yes. Michael Chiklis amongst the, you know, many of them. Yes. I haven't seen him in anything since, uh, well, what the hell is that show called? Uh, the Shield. Exactly. Yeah. I will go dickless for Michael Chiklis. Jeez. Um, but yeah, he is he's absolutely wasted in this movie. That's another one. Like, where is he? Why is he in this movie? Um it, but I mean, he probably he, is, you know, decent off after the shield it was for like five seasons. You would think. But that's yeah. FX money. It's uh it's it's the Friday the thirteenth part one movie, basically. Where yeah, yeah, it is the yeah, the same twist for sure. It's the mom, you know, and, and the like and it's so is she supernatural by the way because she apparently has the strength to just pull the like all these people into fucking cornfields and shit like this right i don't understand that but you know i guess oh ray Le- ray liotta's in ray this Le- movie i forgot he, i forgot he's in the movie too yeah ray liotta who i played poker with one time is in this movie now you know why he's in this movie holy shit He's just like, uh, Hubie, you, you, you puby, you fucker. You know, like, I, I don't... He calls this movie a bad beep. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he tries to hit on a young black woman who calls him out for being a grandfather. Yeah, that was so weird. The whole thing, like, that character was weird. Were there redeemable characters in this movie? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, there weren't really characters in the fucking movie. No, no, no one has. No one has a character arc. I guess Hubie's like the, everyone says he's a hero and stuff like that. He he never really stands up for himself at any point. He doesn't have a redemptive. He told his mother to not kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's his character arc. I go from being unaware of anything going on to telling mom not to kill people. But just allowing her to escape. Oh no! What was it? I can't remember the the, the same thing they use every time. Like, oh look, it's Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Very I'm surprised wasn't the kid from fucking Big Daddy. No shit. Oh, uh, what if it was the guy from Happy? What if the guy from Happy Gilmore showed up? Uh the one. From- yeah, yeah, that's true. And who did did John Barrowman play him? With the the guy from uh, the Hills of Eyes, or was that somebody else? I don't think so. I I thought it was the guy who played um, Jaws in. Uh, oh yeah, Bond, but I could be way off. I could be way wrong on that. I think, I think you're right, Richard. Something. I think you're right. Yeah, Richard Keel or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, See? Yeah, that's his name too. Wow, I'm impressed that I. Uh, Remembered his name. It's Richard Keel. Oh, but there's a reason he, he wasn't in the movie. He's dead. He died uh, six years ago. Uh, wow, he was born in 1939 in Detroit, Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. He wasn't going to play Jaws and uh, James Bond, right? Yeah. Yeah, 7-2. But yeah, di- he died in uh, 
September 10th, 2014, at the age of 74. That's pretty good for someone that's 72. Pretty, yeah, that's a ripe old age for a guy, that's all. Yeah. Uh, in Fresno, California, his no, notable credits are Jaws in the James Bond film, and he also was in Happy Gilmore. Four children. Nice. Good mm. for him. Yep. He wasn't, you know, what's funny is, like, there's a picture of him, uh, in some movie in 1962, he wasn't a bad looking guy when he was younger for, especially for a dude that's clearly like much larger than a normal person. Like, uh, yeah. Seven two is pretty big. Isn't there some weird stat that like something like 15% of all men over the uh, height of seven foot play in the NBA in the United States. Ooh, interesting. I would not, there is some crazy stat like that where it's like, you know, like a very high percentage of men over, you know, seven foot tall are actually NBA players. Yeah. That would not surprise me at all. Um, yeah, he, he was in a lot of movies actually. He, you know, obviously no like huge role. Man type stuff. Yeah. He was the, in the longest yard. I I think I remember the, the Burt Reynolds one. I'm surprised it wasn't the Adam Sandler one. Right. But yeah, Moonraker, that's where he was Jaws. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in the Cannonball Run, too. My favorite of the Cannonball Run movies. Hmm. Is this spelled T-W-O or T-O-O? <laughs> it's actually just Roman numeral two. Ooh, classy. <laughs> yeah, they tried to... Oh my God, is that the one I tried to watch with you? That was, like, fucking terrible. No, that was the first one. Uh, Cannonball Run 2 is the one with Frank Sinatra. Poor Frank, I didn't know his career was even that bad at that point. Right, they come to see. Or just, or just couldn't resist Dom DeLuise. Well, he's he's actually he's actually has just a cameo in it. Like it's one scene. Uh, okay. They uh, they come to him because they they need money or something like that. And it's ironically uh, they come to him because they need money. <laughs> Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. are like we can. Uh, even though they don't play themselves, they're, they're like they're still like we'll go see you know our friend and it's Frank Sinatra and he's like what do you guys want now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he uh, I think he filmed it in his office in about fifteen minutes and they were like here's a million dollars, Mister Sinatra. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck's going on with Hubie Halloween. <coughs> Yeah, I, don't, I, I I really don't know. It's it's not even me. Like, uh huh. This movie's a it's a it's a mess. It is absolutely a mess. <laughs> uh, you know, how much it, would you would you pay Adam Sandler to sit sit next to you and explain the jokes as they went as they happened in there? Oh my god, I I'd, I'd give him another three hundred million dollars for it. <laughs> I mean, where's the joke? I don't. Another I, thing that was a callback to Billy Madison was the old woman, like at the uh, historical museum. The first one, mm-hmm. they basically had the same character, though obviously not the same person. Yeah, like she was dressed like a like a I don't know like a pilgrim, I suppose. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! If pee in your pants is cool, call me Miles Davis. <laughs> right. At least you know, that's a joke. Right. Yeah, there, there's something interesting I read uh, this week too. Um, do you know who Stephen Tremblowski is? Uh, I th- yeah, the guy from uh, Groundhog Day. I think he is in Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in the movie Sneakers. That's a really good movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, it's with uh, Robert. Redford. Yeah, very good. Uh, he's like the guy who's like the scientist in there. Yeah, he's also I mean, unschooled by or the Goldbergs, by the way. <laughs> Okay, he's in a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I guess apparently he was the first choice for Al Borland on uh, Home Improvement. Oh, okay. 
But he wasn't sure if the show was going to be picked up or not. And like, uh, he had an exclusive contract, so he couldn't audition for movies. But he really needed the money, even though like uh, Home Improvement paid like sixteen thousand a week to start. He wasn't sure to be picked up. So mm-hmm. that's it's it's weird. I wonder if it would be like the same at all. I mean, because you know the guy Richard Karn, you know, he looks way more like a crafty type person. You know, like almost like the guy who plays uh, is it Nick Offerman? Like you know, they kind of look like yes. kind of gruff, like you know, woodworker type men. Yes. Whereas Stephen Tremblay does not. No, not at all. He plays the principal on the Goldbergs, and he looks like a high school principal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, I, I like him. He's a very good actor, but it's just kind of funny how I wonder if the show would have even, like, taken off if, like, they had such a weird, you know, mash. Right. Of, you know, the, but who knows? You know, I it really would have been weird for sure. It wouldn't have been the same. Yeah, and I guess initially, too, uh, for the neighbor Wilson, they actually had Wilson Phillips all together. <laughs> they speak at the same time and, you know, make his voice. <laughs> I, I made that last part up. T- what, I, Wilson, I just I just don't know what to do uh, with everything going on uh, with, with Jill and everything. Well, t- Tim, why don't you hold on for one more time? <laughs> And that's all they can do because name three songs by them. Right. Actually, you probably could, but... I don't think so. <laughs> I only know that one. I don't know if they had any other songs that were like, you know, mildly popular for five minutes. Right. Um, I could tell you who their um who their parents were. <laughs> I know they were on the hot seats, um, you know, uh, on uh whatever, but I think they did I think Release Me was on the same uh the same album as Hold On was, and I, I don't know if I can name well, another one. Mackenzie Phillips, uh, a brief message to her father. Right? Oh, or, or was she was she even in the band? Uh, Mackenzie Phillips wasn't. No. Was Rebel Wilson in there? Uh no. <laughs> you oh, you're in love. I think no. It was it was China. Uh, the so it was Carney Wilson. Wendy Wilson and um, China Phillips. That was Wilson Phillips. Oh, okay. Isn't China Phillips like an actor? Uh, if you want to call it that, she was on that. Um, <laughs> she was on. Uh, what was it called? Is something about beaches or something like that? I don't China Beach. China Beach. Yeah, she China Phillips on China Beach. <laughs> nice. Good for her. No, she was in. Um, like, why don't we sing on this beach? She was in Caddyshack too. I know that. Oh no! I think she was in Bridesmaids too. She played herself in Bridesmaids, but uh, she was on. Um, uh, she did. I don't know. She did some TV. I think so, like something like that. Oh. Uh, maybe I don't know. Picket fences. Maybe thirty something. Yep, she was on thirty something. That shit was like fucking dumb as hell. She was on Traveling Man. That uh, that John Lithgow uh, made for TV movie, directed by Erwin <laughs> Kirshner. Yeah, I think the tide is turning toward my direction on uh, Bill Murphy. Oh yeah, I was I was I was on Reddit the other day as I often am, and I saw somebody, and it wasn't me this time, saying, uh, you know, like the joke that I said before about like uh, how like uh, you know. Bruce Will or Bruce Bill Murphy, like actually, like is a, like a spousal abuser, mm-hmm. and like like you know, my joke was like he'll say you know no one will ever believe you because it's like the Bill Murray uh, meme. Oh, I guess his name actually is Murray, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I thought I had it right, Murphy. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. So uh, <laughs> so we're getting there. 
Yeah. Pretty soon the whole world will It'll be despised. Yeah. And then I'll then I'll change my tune. I'll be like, oh, he was good in uh What About Bob? <laughs> I do like that movie. Actually, I thought I heard he and Richard Dreyfus uh were um Oh man, where's Rich Little? He'd really be able to punch this uh, little uh, anecdote up. Absolutely. Uh, I heard they were looking at each other's throats. No, I'll tell you, I, I didn't like him. Um, <laughs> you know, apparently China Phillips was married to Billy Baldwin. <laughs> oh, no, and that's not a shock. Oh, wow. The Phillips yeah. family and the Baldwin family together you at know last. What sucks about being a Baldwin? What? Nothing. <laughs> No, I, I feel that the the Baldwin's are like maybe like ten percent of them are useful, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? That's if you include Kim Bassinger, I think. Yeah, you have to include Kim Bassinger. I mean, uh, they're fine, I'm sure, but I mean, it's like what do they, what do they do? I mean, Alec Baldwin's a very good actor. I like Stephen Baldwin in that uh, The Usual Suspects movie. He's pretty good in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not bad. Stephen Baldwin. I've seen a. Okay. Uh, I've seen one of the is it Billy Baldwin the one who was like in that movie with uh, <laughs> with what's her name the uh, the model oh um, Cindy Crawford Cindy Crawford yeah that is Billy Baldwin all I remember is like the uh, the preview he's he's like she's like I don't know how to use that and he hands her a gun he goes it's like a camera you just point and click <laughs> and yep. that's like what they were selling this movie on the fucking line from that yep that's how you that's that's how you use a gun yeah. Thanks, just, Billy Baldwin. Just that easy. How do you act, you Billy Baldwin? You just look at a camera and talk. All right. <laughs> That's how he does. <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness. Oh. What's the one The one who's married to Justin Bieber? I think it's Stephen Baldwin's uh, child. I don't know. Really? I didn't realize I, I that. Think it, I believe it is. I think I think it's Haley or Hallie or something. It's, it's a sure. white chick, so I guess Haley. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, and she's like you know one of those models. Look, you look at it, and you're like, oh, you're a model for what? Right, I model uh, this garbage bag. <laughs> she models how to a uh, sucker Justin Bieber into marrying you. Jeez, Bieber. Yeah, I think he did that without a prenuptial agreement, which is hilarious. Is he still pissing in buckets? Um, I have no idea. Isn't that uh, what's his name doing that Kanye West, or is it uh, he's pissing like on his Grammys or something? I don't know. <laughs> Kanye West is, I mean, get some help, please, Mr. West. You need to be on medication. Eh, it could be. Uh... Why Why wasn't he at the debates? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was. He just he just wasn't actually there. Was he was uh, astral projecting in. He transformed into the fly. He was, he was at the vice presidential debates. I thought that was Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Well, I said I had made the joke. I thought it was a pretty solid joke that uh, that fly was uh, was Mike Pence's only black friend. <laughs> That's why yeah, it was, was a good joke. I saw quite a few people share that joke. I wonder how many uh, shares you got on that bad boy. I don't know. But uh, yeah, not my now, you know, some of my best work. <laughs> I feel that some of my uh, cleverest things you ever say or, you know, post somewhere often uh, you know, completely missed. People need to follow. Uh, more people need to follow. More listeners need to follow Mike's Twitter uh, at Massive Mike, right? Or ma- at Massive Lifey Mike. Jeez. What is it? I have no idea. I, have, I I honestly don't know. I think it's whatever at- your wife. Whatever your wife is, it's a ripoff <laughs> of uh, mine. So I think it's at yeah, Massive right. Late Mike. I believe that's what that it is. Sounds right. I'm not really sure. But it, Mike's got a lot of 
really funny things that he posts on Twitter and some interesting comments and all that stuff. Most of, most of mine is, uh, you know, just terrible. (laughs) I end up getting, uh, like locked into a fight with some left wing fucking morons. (laughs) I've been, I've been fighting with, uh, like the far left, uh, Massive late fee Mike. That's what it is. At, it is. It is at massive late Mike. That's what it is. So do follow that. But um, I don't really tweet that much anymore. But yeah, I uh, I ended up getting into a fight with like the radical left wing on Twitter today because they were they were arguing like they always do. It was like liberals arguing with liberals, which is what happens all the time. Um, they were arguing over who who's a worse president, George W. Bush or. Donald Trump and people are just like so many of these morons are think that they that they're exactly correct and that there's no possible way they could ever be wrong in anything they think or say. I mean, it's probably George W. Bush, right? Well, um, a million people killed wars. Yeah, two two wars over a million Iraqi dead. Uh, not to mention, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 265 or 270,000 American soldiers or something like that. I mean, that's pretty... Uh, I don't know. That seems way high, but it could be wrong. I mean, well, I know it's, I know the Iraq, I know the, like, you know, the Iraqi casualties are over a million. I know that. Um, I, I can't... know it was, it was a big deal when someone, you know, pointed out and then were, you know, like booed down that, uh... The amount of deaths in, uh, I think, Iraq and or Afghanistan had surpassed the amount of deaths in the World Trade Center. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of people, but it's like 3,000 people-ish, you know? Right. So, I mean, if that was a big deal, I can't imagine it's, I mean, I hope it's not any more than that, obviously. But I mean, yeah, it's. I, I'm hoping it's not very big. But, but yeah, I mean, George, I mean, again, not to get into politics, which we're clearly doing right now. But I mean, the best and worst thing you can say about uh, the current president is he hasn't done anything. Right. And for someone like me, that's very appealing. I mean, I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously not great because there's a lot of shit that was not done well, like the response to the mm-hmm. COVID and uh, obviously, like you know, civil unrest. Which I think, you know, uh, you need leadership in these times, and he's clearly not providing it. But I mean, right. what is what has he done? He hasn't done anything, and nope. that's to me, that's not a bad thing. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not upset by that, but obviously, you know. I'm not everybody, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, will just vote, you know, pretty much everybody will just vote party by party because, you know, they're instructed to, but, right. I mean, he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, go ahead and vote, uh, I guess. Here's the thing. Everyone's going to tell you, you know, do your part and go out and vote. I tell you, do whatever the fuck you want. Don't make anyone, don't let anyone make you feel bad if you don't want to vote. Because we have free yeah, speech. I, I had no plans to vote at all this time, but like my local election, the, they're trying to make it so that the mayor can be reelected yet again, and I'm not for that at all. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is like local stuff's honestly way more important uh, for your day to day life than a lot of the national stuff is. But like you have the right to free speech, right? But no one can compel you to speak. All our freedoms have that. Our freedoms go both ways. You you have the freedom to do something. You also have the freedom not to do something like with religion, right? You have the freedom to practice your religion. You have the freedom to not practice religion at all. That's uh, that's how our freedoms work. So when it comes to voting, you have the freedom to vote, but you also have the freedom not to vote. And sometimes that makes a 
a statement too. Not voting. So don't make don't let anyone shame you for not voting. Don't let anyone um tell you that you can't have an opinion if you don't vote, that you don't get to whatever. It, I always say I would rather fewer people every 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 less person that votes if I vote, it makes my vote stronger. So if I was the only one to vote, then I would have all the power. Um, so, you know, honestly, I'd rather fewer people voted. But um, it doesn't matter what I think or what anyone else thinks. My point is don't let anyone shame you into uh, into voting or, or thinking that you have to vote or making you feel bad if you don't vote. Um, it's not a badge of honor to uh, voice your opinion. Yeah, it's a freedom that you have, but it's just as much of a freedom to not do it. So that's my little soapbox for this week. Unless you want to follow Mark on Twitter, then there's plenty more of that. Yeah, I'll fucking... Because uh, I'm never wrong either. <laughs> I'm as bad as the people I talk about. Um, Just, I mean, like you said, you know, if you're going to vote, uh, Republicans, Democrats, make sure you get out there Wednesday, November 4th, and uh, cast your vote. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but we will uh, we will see you next week. Uh, don't watch Hubie Halloween. It's not good. I mean, there's no... There's no redeeming factor if you're in the fucking movie don't watch it that's yep. how bad this movie is julie bowen hang your head and shit. <laughs> right, go back to whatever the hell you've been doing what was she on jag I, I guess i don't know huh is she a scientologist or not oh that's a uh, hmm. oh it's funny on yahoo.com kanye west drops his first presidential campaign ad oh my god vote for me you can't Right, I won't be on the ballot. Oh, Julie Bowen's best known for playing Claire Dunphy on Modern Family. Oh fuck, that's right, that is her. She was on Lost as well as Sarah Shepard. I knew that. Yeah, I forgot that she was. Uh, she's the. She's yeah. That's a popular. I've never seen an episode of that show, but that's a popular show. Yeah, I don't. I. I. I I don't know. Was oh no, it's not that. It's the oh, she was on Ed as well. Oh yeah, Ed back in the day with what's his name, that guy with the weird Ed. face. Yep, Ed. Ed. <laughs> yeah, that was my name is Earl before my name is Earl was a show. Yeah, basically. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.